اشرب شرب اهل الصفاء الله الله بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 12 of Soul Food titled Purity. And in this episode, we're going to look at the final aspect of the nafs. We've now looked at five things that the nafs influences, whether it is sight, hearing, speech, the heart and the four afflictions of the heart and the stomach. So in this episode, we're going to look at the stomach and the importance of sustaining ourselves with pure and wholesome and lawful food and avoiding that which is forbidden. And as it relates to the spiritual path, so that it does not become a veil between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in this episode, we'll look at why we avoid forbidden and doubtful food. We'll look at the harms of eating excessively and we'll look at the importance of being cautious and taking what you need as it relates to food. Imam al-Ghazali says that the stomach is the hardest inroad to the heart to protect, that it is the hardest inroad to your spiritual state to protect. And if we think about that and reflect on it honestly, we'll see that there's a lot of truth to that. There's entire social media accounts dedicated to pictures of food. So it takes up a lot of our thought and time and a lot of our desires are related directly to the stomach and indirectly also connected to the stomach as well. Other desires are connected to food. And if we think about it also practically, we plan out at least three meals a day, you know, if we're not including dessert, if we're honest. We plan out at least three meals a day. So planning the food, cooking the food, eating the food, it really takes up a lot of our time and energy and a lot of our mental capacity too. And Imam al-Ghazali, in his advice, he's really teaching us, listen, if you want to be on this special path, the minhajul abideen, the path of worshipful servants, this is my advice to you. And he says, you have to protect yourself from illicit and doubtful food. And you have to avoid excessive permissible food. So Imam al-Ghazali has three levels. Haram, which is illicit food. Shubha, which is doubtful food, which we'll define in a minute. And the halal, permissible food. But even with permissible food, he says you have to avoid excessively eating too much of it because it does affect your spiritual state. Allah says in the Quran about haram food, about illicit food. He says, those who consume the property of orphans, in other words, they're taking the wealth of orphans unjustly, and then they use that to consume food and everything as it relates to their lifestyle. Allah says those who consume the property of orphans unjustly are actually swallowing fire into their own bellies. They will burn in the blazing flame. 
May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. But that shows us that if we are consuming something that was acquired in a way that was unjust or acquired in a way that was haram, that it is serious. There are consequences to that. May Allah protect us. And our worship and our knowledge in our heart, these are gifts that Allah places among His servants and that He grants to people who are accepted by Him. The Prophet ﷺ tells us, Allah is pure and good and He only accepts that which is pure. And God has commanded the believers with that which He commanded the messengers. Oh messengers, eat of the good things and do righteous deeds. And He said in another verse, O you who believe, eat the good things we have provided for you. And then the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned a man and he said that this man had been traveling for a long time and a long distance and he was dusty and disheveled. In other words, like he had been extremely exhausted in his journey and traveling is one of the means by which Allah answers dua. So this man's traveling and he's tired in his traveling and he's raising his hands to the heavens and he's saying, Ya Rabb, Ya Rabb, my Lord, my Lord. But the Prophet says, his food is illicit. His drink is illicit. It's haram. His clothing is illicit. And he has been sustained by the illicit, by the haram. His entire lifestyle was built upon something unjust and forbidden. So then the Prophet says, so how does he expect to be answered? How does he expect to be answered? How does he think his dua is going to be answered when his entire being and lifestyle is sustained in a way that's displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and not according to the way that he told us to live? So this is another danger of eating haram and dubious things. Another thing Imam al-Ghazali says that when a person eats from the haram and from dubious things, it is a way of having their deeds not accepted by Allah. So what does it mean when we say illicit haram food? Haram food is something that you know belongs to someone else and or is forbidden in the sharia food that's forbidden like pork and alcohol and so forth, or it's something that you know belongs to someone else that has been taken wrongfully. Doubtful food is what you think might belong to someone else or might be forbidden in the sharia. Okay, so that's doubtful. So then Imam al-Ghazali says, if you have some doubt about it, you should err on the side of caution and not eat from it. Right? So this is the high road, Imam al-Ghazali is saying. This is the way of caution. The next point is the harms of eating excessively. If a person eats things that are halal, that are permissible, that have come by way of permissible means and permissible food, Imam al-Ghazali says even if you eat too much of it, it has an adverse effect on you spiritually. So if this is the case with eating something that is permissible, then what about eating things that are forbidden or dubious? 
So he says the harms that occur to you spiritually of eating excessive permissible food is that it causes a hardness of heart and laziness in acts of worship. So if a person, and just think about it, you eat a big meal and sometimes people will even miss out on prayer or miss out on tarawih and they just be like, oh, I'm so tired. I've got, you know, a food coma. I just want to lay down and just take a nap. Well, I mean, you shouldn't have eaten that much. The second uh, harm Imam al-Ghazali mentions is that it affects your intelligence and concentration because being full affects your ability to think. A person feels groggy, like we just mentioned. The third harm of eating excessively is that when a person loves to eat a lot, they're more prone to eating things that are dubious or illicit. So if a person is, you know, nowadays we have people who call themselves foodies, and I'm not trying to put anyone down, but it shows that this is a thing now, you know, that this is a very widespread, celebrated desire. But if a person's a foodie and they go to a restaurant, for example, and maybe the restaurant is not fully clean, maybe they serve pork and the pork is right next to some of the other food, and they might be using some of the same utensils or whatever. And that person says, oh, but I heard this restaurant is so good. And yeah, maybe some of the pork might touch some of the other food, but maybe the food that I'm going to eat wasn't touched by the pork. So then they start to make excuses and they start to get a little bit lax in the standards that they set for themselves. So that's one of the harms of eating excessively because you love food and then you might start falling into things that are dubious. The fourth harm is that a person will be called to account for and judged for anything excessive they take in the world. Where did they get it from? What did they use it for? So it adds in the hereafter to the length of a person's judgment. So that brings us to the final point about being cautious and taking only what you need. Right? Imam al-Ghazali says there's two approaches to what you eat. You can take the ruling of the sharia, and this is the bare minimum. And a lot of people, unfortunately, nowadays might not even learn what the rulings of the sharia are, and they might not even abide by it. People might say, man, what's the big deal? It's just food. But this affects your heart, your spiritual state, as mentioned in the hadith of the Prophet, that how do you expect your dua to be answered if you're not careful about what enters your stomach? So the ruling of the sharia, Imam al-Ghazali says, you can take that road, and that's the bare minimum. But then he says there's a higher path, and that's the ruling of caution, which is to be even more careful than the rules that are set by the sharia. Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anhu, he once ate some food that he later found out was acquired in a way that was doubtful. So he then forced himself to vomit. So he actually regurgitated the food and made it exit from his body when he found out that it was acquired in a way that was doubtful. And he said, oh Allah, this is what I was able to remove. But for what remains in my body, I seek your assistance. So to that extent, Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq did not want doubtful food to be in his body and to be sustained by that. So he removed what he could of it when he found out. I mean, that's a lesson for us. Someone might be saying, whoa, that's way too much. I can't do that. But that's a lesson for us in, at the very least, recognizing 
the extent to which these great exemplars went in protecting themselves from dubious food and from illicit food. The Prophet ﷺ said, whoever seeks the permissible things of the world in order to be free of asking others or to take care of their neighbor or to provide for their children, he will come on the day of resurrection and his face will be like the full moon. This hadith shows us that what we're talking about is not living an austere lifestyle, is not being, you know, a complete monk or being so cut off from the things of this world in such a severe way, but that when you seek things from the world for the right reasons, you're rewarded tremendously for that. But that when we start going into the excessive things, then we start to actually get into things that are a gray area or dubious or forbidden altogether. Imam Sahl al-Tustari, he said, all good is found in four qualities. Emptying the stomach, in other words, being hungry. Silence, being in seclusion away from people. And we talked about that in the episode on creation. And he says the fourth thing is staying up at night and worship. All good is found in these things. Hunger, silence, seclusion, and staying up at night and worship. You know, this is one of the reasons why fasting related to hunger is such a powerful form of worship because it really makes us aware of ourselves at a much deeper level. So we need to seek those things that are pure and we need to be careful of the things that are excessive. So that brings us to the call to action for today. Today during iftar, don't fill yourself up. You might be invited somewhere and there might be a huge spread and there might be a six course meal of tea and then soup and then hors d'oeuvres and then the main meal and then coffee and tea afterwards and sweets and everything in between. And you might just, your nefs might be like, I just hit the jackpot today. But don't fill yourself up. Hold back. Even if it's just a little bit, but hold back. Don't let yourself get to that point where you've taken everything that you want and see the results within yourself that you'll feel more energy in your ibadah. You'll feel more strength in your tarawih and you'll feel more energized and more inspired. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us pure and good income and pure and good sustenance. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala illuminate our hearts and grant us insight and reflection and remembrance. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us energy in worshiping Him and sustain us and that we continue in that. محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm, where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.